Well, hello there, and welcome back to the All Around Growth Podcast. This is a show that provides insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. And today, I'm going to give you some insight into my own life. This is this is going to be one of those shows that uh, attracts more people into the audience, into the listener base, or pushes people away. This is going to be a, a real raw show, and I might even get a little emotional as we get into it today. Because there's, there's a little bit of backstory and that I, that I feel inclined to share with you. And the title of today's show is Analysis Paralysis. And that was the, the thought of the, the morning walk with the dog. And what happened after that is what I'm going to get into. But before we do that, let's pause for a moment and read from Strength for Today daily devotional written by David Jeremiah. Today is December 10th. If I didn't mention that already, this is episode number 243 of the show, titled Analysis Paralysis. And in strength for today, we read, How long? My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Psalm chapter 6 verse 3 In pre-modern days waiting was normal it took months for mail and missives to be carried by ship it took weeks to travel long distances by horse or carriage it took days weeks and months to wait on the outcome of a serious disease then came motors electricity telegraphs telephones radios, televisions, and with each advancement in technology, our patience has diminished. Today, when we can send a message around the world in seconds, we can hardly abide waiting at all. But in God's spiritual economy, waiting is sometimes part of his plan. We have to remember, God doesn't need to delay his answers or actions at all. Sometimes he has his reasons. The psalmists often prayed, How long, O Lord? Psalm uh, chapter 13, verse 1. When they found themselves in anguish or trouble. Yet in balanced amounts came this exhortation, Wait on the Lord. So even in days when waiting was the norm, sometimes God's people grew impatient. Then they were reminded, wait on the Lord. If you feel you are becoming impatient during a trial, remember, you are not alone. God is with you, and his timing is perfect. And while you are waiting, 
Remember to commit your way to him and to trust him for the answer. Well, that's interesting. It seems to <laughs> waiting on the Lord almost seems to contradict. Well, does it contradict or does it dovetail quite nicely with analysis paralysis? Let's find out. So here we go. Before I took off this morning, I jumped online to grab a few search results from my search engine of choice, which is pre-search, and I typed in analysis paralysis. Okay, so the first one that came up, the first little bullet point screenshot search engine optimization description of that page. I didn't even go to the page. I just took the first three bullet points, right? And what we read is analysis paralysis. This is from Wikipedia, but give me one second here. The first three results were uh, Wikipedia's like main page and main bullet point on analysis paralysis and then Investopedia and then a secondary description and bullet point of analysis paralysis from Wikipedia and I'll share all three before I dive into the experience of the morning. All right, Wikipedia. Analysis paralysis describes an individual or group process when overanalyzing or overthinking a situation can cause forward motion or decision-making to become, quote, paralyzed, close quote, meaning that no solution or course of action is decided upon. All right, and then we've got anal the analysis paralysis definition from Investopedia secondary in the search results. Analysis paralysis is an inability to make a decision due to overthinking a problem. An individual or group can have too much data. The process of choosing an investment is particularly prone to analysis paralysis. It's easy to get bogged down in an analysis of many options until it becomes impossible to choose one. And third, a quick bullet point, again from Wikipedia, reads as follows. Analysis paralysis is when the fear of either making an error or foregoing a superior solution outweighs the realistic expectation or potential value of success. All right, so what happened this morning? As I walk the dog, I decide on analysis paralysis. I went to bed last night very early after a, an emotionally taxing phone call. And 
I did not set an alarm this morning. I just slept until I felt rested. I slept, I probably slept for damn near 10 hours. It was glorious. And I did my normal morning routine, yoga, hydration, not in that order. Skipped the cold shower because I was running short on time. Got dressed, took the dog for a walk. Decided analysis paralysis was going to be the topic of today. Why? Because this past year, particularly the past six months, has been full of change. 2020 was difficult and uh, full of change as well but this year there was more and it was different and for me it was particularly more stressful and recently I have communicated that I am open to work that I'm open to opportunities and that has uh, raised some eyebrows and encouraged some uh, discussion, albeit awkward, with my place of employment, and understandably so. But nevertheless, they were discussions that needed to be had, uh, perhaps were long overdue, and I'm partially at fault for not being proactive with them, but lesson learned. But nevertheless, since, since, since I communicated this out, how many times can I say nevertheless during the show? <coughs> After communicating that out, which was initiated by me being contacted by someone locally in the first place, unprompted, just after seeing a profile picture update change on LinkedIn. Um, I've been contacted several times by different people with different opportunities. And it's been very humbling. And that my friends is something that I think results from active participation and involvement in your community you begin to build relationships with people and people know people who know people and so on and so forth and when someone in your circles comes across someone in their circles who's looking for someone dependable for a job, that person in your circle may oftentimes say, hey, I know a guy. And that's been what's happening. And it's, like I said, it's been humbling and, and, and something that I'm very grateful for. Now, one of these opportunities Is, is 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 
most certainly not what I, I, I would have expected. It, as a matter of fact, it's just, um, it's something I wouldn't have considered at all. It's a, it's a part-time, you know, it's a part-time position. And there's potential, maybe in the long run, for it to be a full-time position. I, I, that's what I was, I was told. And when I first heard that, I thought, no, man, I don't know. But then I thought, my parents have been making good product at market or for market for several years now and initially when I moved back I went gonzo in the market gardening arena and I built a 30 by 96 high tunnel and spent a lot of time doing a lot of things that other people were doing and spending money I didn't have going into debt and um, Really, oh boy, I'm just waiting for some traffic here and it's, here we go. I went into debt, experienced burnout 2.0. This is 2016, the summer. 2017 really realized that I needed to change my life and get out of debt because this was the biggest thing preventing me from living the life and homestead of my dreams, building the life and homestead of my dreams. So I did that. I ground hard. Ground hard? I feel like I'm still grinding. I've been grinding, but I, for, the, for, for three years, I ground hard, significantly cut back on expenses and everything that I was doing and the way that I was living. And by June of 2020, last year, I became debt-free. Started stacking cash into a savings fund and over the course of 2021, those monies were spent due to some health issues and my desire to buy a thing, a computer. More changes happen, changes at the day job, and after being approached last month, I decided to say, why not? Why not look, see what's out there? And again, this recent job that I was approached about something I definitely wouldn't have considered, but it made me realize that as my parents are getting older, I, I, have cons I can't simply, you know, work two full-time jobs and grind it out and, you know, live on black coffee and cold showers like all the Twitterpreneurs, right? Like, I have a chronic neurological condition. I need to manage my life a little bit differently 
but really not much differently in a way that I would advise most people to do so because ultimately what it requires of me and us is to focus on sleep and listening to your body and doing things like last night when you have something that occurs that's emotionally draining take care of yourself and go to sleep rest feel refreshed but I gotta get to this story but I realized that this part-time job and a significant cut in pay would give me the opportunity to spend some time working with my parents, growing the sauerkraut business, growing the bath and body product business of mom learning the crafts, learning the trades, give me some time to get boots on the ground, develop some relationships with potential customers, build some things online, get the hustle on, spend some more time on the homestead, simply doing work, maybe working with Cody, having the ability to work and put in the time without killing myself. And it's a dramatic, it would be a dramatic cut in pay. And I'm going, so I reached out to my parents and we're going to meet and talk about this and see if it's feasible. Because subsequently, the amount of money that I'd be able to contribute into everything would decline temporarily until I'm able to rebuild that. So it's, it's a big change, it's scary. But the ones who proposed it are people that I trust, people that I love. And it's a tremendous opportunity. So when I got in from walking the dog, I took his leash off and I began petting him. Kind of had this moment where I realized that I was experiencing God in my dog. So I kind of began praying, if you will, while petting the dog. And I got on my knee, just on one knee, was petting the dog. And I began to tear up little bit, just realizing that in this very moment there was nothing else except me and my thoughts of God, and that despite all of my analysis paralysis over the past months, years, that if I simply put my faith in God, in 
executed upon some traditions that things would come together. And in that moment, I fell backwards. Like I said, I was kneeling and I just kind of sat down. And I broke down, weeping. And I did so for several minutes and my dog didn't really seem to know what was going on. And I can only imagine how he acts when I have a seizure. But he was very uh, interested in, in me and being present with me in that moment. And then I just let it out. I just let it go. And it felt like for just a moment, <clears throat> I experienced some kind of moment of clarity. So I sat there. Quietly. Let the experience pass. Composed myself. And I went to sit at the computer for a couple minutes to compile some notes for what I shared with you today. Never have I been more confident. In the power of God than I am right now. When you let it go, when you let everything go, it's amazing how receptive we become. And subsequently, how easy it becomes for us to move forward and beyond the analysis paralysis that's been preventing us from experiencing that untapped potential that lies within each and every one of us. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.